Hey, welcome. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon. And this evening, this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity supporting us this hour and uh, keeping folks going in their homes. 45th and 46th homes they're up to now built in lacrosse. That's amazing. What a, what a great organization. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914-785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at wisdomnews.com. Uh, a couple of big things today. But um, before we get to any of that, I'm I, uh, making it official today. I think many people have figured this out already uh, because of the, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago now, Mayor Tim Cabot was in here spilling the beans. But I think that there's a lot of people that already know this. Not that it's a, that big of a deal and shouldn't change your day at all. But uh, this uh, is my fourth to last program. I just counted them out. Fourth to last program. I'll be leaving this show and WIZM and Midwest Family Broadcasting and broadcasting in its entirety by the end of the year. We will have a final program. I will be hosting a final program on Lacrosse Talk PM uh, on New Year's Eve. So I hope that you're able to uh, to join me for that. Uh, we have three between now and then, including tonight. Uh, this is uh, we're coming up on 15 years on this program, uh, and I've been the primary host. There have been uh, others who have sat in from time to time. I, I, I don't know, honestly, what this program looks like after I leave, but I know that it will continue. Um, this has been a, uh, a tremendous pleasure to, uh, to not only host this show, but to um, work in many other capacities here at Midwest Family Broadcasting, and I will certainly uh, miss it and um, have appreciated all the opportunities that have been afforded to me. Um, I've appreciated all of you over the years for uh, conversing with me during this time of the day. But all things must come to an end, and so this shall. Uh, Again, this is not the last show. This is the fourth to last show. Should give you plenty of notice. Uh, I'll I'll be back here tomorrow, and then on the 26th, and then on New Year's Eve. And uh, and then it'll be somebody else after that. So, uh, with that said, if at any point you'd like to join us here on the air, use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 608-785-7914. 785-7914, also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, midget1410wizm.com. I have had a couple of uh, uh, questions about what happens to Rick. Rick uh, obviously will be, uh, they're obviously going to kick Rick to the curb because there's a, not, no. not, not kicking Rick to the curb. I'm kidding. I'm not sitting over there either, though. No, no you're not going to do that. Nope. Yeah, he's uh, he's got he will be here 
as well. He'll be he'll be here. I'm just I'm the only one leaving. Everybody else stays here. Everybody else everything else stays the same. Nothing changes. It's really just me being erased. And well, um, the only thing that changed, I think Jennifer Schilling is going to host the show after this. I believe. Well, Jennifer Schilling suddenly becomes someone who we're might, more likely to hear from. Now. She might come on the show. Yeah, she might she might actually be on the show after I leave. That's really the only thing that changes. The first thing I'll ask her though is if she uh, what her favorite Prince song is. <laughs> uh, she will immediately leave. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think so. She's not like that. She 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 uh, she, you know, she'd work it through. She wouldn't be happy about it, but she'd figure out a way to get through the uh, through the interview, and then she'd just never come back. <laughs> I have some familiarity with this, as you might imagine. Um. So anyway, there's that. Again, New Year's Eve is our last program. I mean, don't you, 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 at all the New Year's Eve parties that night, people have wisdom on, right? I mean, that's what's going down and from four to six. I mean, the early, as you're getting prepared for your New Year's Eve party. I, I think a fair amount of people are still actually working at that point. You think a, lot so people, the, a lot of people work and <laughs> they have jobs. So I think that a fair amount of people are actually, it's just like a regular day for a lot of people. Unless you're like, I don't know, a city employee or something and then you have the day off. I don't even get it started. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, yeah, for most people, it's just a regular day. Uh, yeah, so you can join. Yeah, you can hang out with us on New Year's Eve, and we'll be uh, spreading some cheer. It would be pertinent if people brought chicken in that day, right? Like that would be a lot of chicken. I don't know if we we'll would have room for chicken. We're going to have a little bit of champagne and uh, some uh, shrimp cocktail. I don't know if we're going to go with shrimp uh, chicken. On uh, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, Northside Jim says the end of the liberal hack show. Damn. Ugh. So, a little parting shot. I mean, there. I'll still be over here. So yeah, yeah it has. Uh, Definitely, certainly has a different flavor when Rick's in here. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Once again, the Better Hearing Center talking text line seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. So, uh, we have some uh, uh, breaking ish news. I guess it's more bendy ish news than breaking ish news. Um, I did not. I did not predict who was going to buy the former Kmart site in Lacrosse, and it's probably a good thing that I didn't because I would have gotten it wrong. Um, this was an obvious choice, and that's why I didn't pick it. But uh, George Park and Company are going to, uh, that's the VSC Corporation, they're going to be the new owners of that, owners of that former Kmart property. So who is that? Uh, George and Phil and somebody else. I can't remember who else owns, who's involved. But uh, VSC uh, will uh, owns the Village Shopping Center and uh, is now going to buy the Kmart property across the street. At this point, it is my understanding there is not a definitive plan for that property. They're going to be working through a plan for that property. But for whatever has happened, is not it's not finalized yet. So there is the answer to your question. Who is what, Who's going to buy the Kmart property? The next question is what's going to go there? Don't know. Don't know. Um, my guess is, from what I've heard from the planning department, it's going to be what it is that they've been pining away for, and that's a mixture of residential property and commercial property and, you know, kind of that kind of thing. And I, I, I would imagine it's I – don't, I don't think we're going to see the same kind of shopping center as is across the street. That's, I doubt it, but I, I, my guess is that we will see some level of commercial uh, spaces in there as well as some residential stuff as well. 
All right, 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. we got Eric from Sparta. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, for all my big mouth and all this stuff, i got to say, I feel sad about your leaving, and I thank you, Mitch. Sure. Yeah, well, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Uh, 608-785-7914. I'm sorry, go ahead. We could play the Eric highlights over there. There's I know we two, do have those. Two Eric highlights. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Steve, uh, yeah. I'm not going to read the, uh, thank you for your compliments. I'm not, I probably won't read those on the air. Little sad faces on there. Yeah, I mean, it's not really. It's just a, you know, this and that. But I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's, I mean, I, I really mean, mean this. It's really been uh, such a uh, challenging um, adventure for me. Uh, again, this is we're, we're coming up really close on 15 years. Uh, it was it was a really uh, it, it was a I mean it was almost it was a train wreck to begin with. Uh, and then one, some may say that's never really improved. Uh, we have had a, such a miraculous level of support from this community and uh, have have really created an example of how you really can have a local a locally based in the news talk conversation in the afternoon, and I, in in, a, in small radio markets, which is what we've done, and uh, you know there's been a, a tremendous support within the building, a tremendous support from outside the building, people willing to come here. We've become a kind of a pretty important part of for those you know political candidates and, and whoever working their way through Western Wisconsin, kind of a stopping point for a lot of those people. So that's been great. It's been gratifying to watch that grow and to develop. It's been super fun to get to know, really, some of our callers who become, in a lot of ways, friends. I mean, I've been talking to some of you people for years now, <laughs> for years, and it's been great. It's been super fun. And, um, you know, there is always those awkward moments when you're in the, in the store and you're, you hand over your credit card. And they look at your credit card and they make that face, and you're like, oh, boy, here we go. What face is that? Is that the happy face, or is that the, oh, you're that guy face? So there is always those moments. I am not, I am not lacrosse's sweetheart. Let me, just, let me just put it that way. Uh, so there, there have been some pitfalls to this as well. But uh, for the most part, and uh, I, the people who have known ahead of time who have called and, and uh, talked about um, what they've appreciated with this program, I, I, thank you. And that's it's very touching. It's very meaningful, and I, I really appreciate that. All right, 608-785-7914, Speaking of Kmart, and again, uh, once again, sort of breaking-ish news, late today we got the word that Kmart, the old Kmart site on State Road in La Crosse, is going to be purchased by George Park & Company. I just call it George Park & Company. It's VSC Corporation. Uh, they own the Village Shopping Center across the street, across State Road. I Honestly, I don't remember who the owners of VSC are. I mean, it used to be George and Phil Quillen and... And the other guy, who I name escaped me at the top of my head, but it usually be those three guys, and um, I honestly don't know who owns it now, but our major shareholders anyway. So they're buying it. We don't know what it's going to be yet. It will not be a big box retailer. We know that. All right, let's go to uh, Scott. Scott, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. I got a great idea for it. I think. Okay. We could we could try something that 
you know, because of the way that there are going to be instances maybe in the future where maybe resources are going to be stretched. We don't know. We don't know what the crazy society brings. I say we make a small little walled-in compound that takes care of everything, like like it would be like a skyscraper that has everything in there. But this would be like a compound, and then we could you could judge that there'd be no crime rate in there. There'd be there'd be no bad people that live there. We could you know, and then that could be the set for like Escape from New York in the future. I know it's a little out there. No, it's a lot out there, Scott. It's a lot out there. It's it is. it's very far I mean, out there. You never, I, you're coming out here. You're telling me you're leaving. Yeah. I I I, I don't mind. I you know, it, all of a sudden my my mind goes in many different I, I directions. I guess. I guess. Then you're telling me Kmart. You got something going over by Kmart. Yeah. I think it, it's the apocalypse. I mean, and what you're giving me is a post-apocalyptic vision of this walled-in compound. Oh, uh, you know, what is going to be like? Uh, uh, flamethrowers shooting from the outside and things like that. I don't... Man, very Mad Max like. Very Mad Max like. Is crumbling. It's going to be trebuchet shooting stones. It, well, all right, well, it's, it's not, right, it's not, it's not quite that bad. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Let's go to Mike. Mike, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. I just heard the news. You were leaving. Yeah. I, the only thing I can speculate is that you're either going to be the parking czar <laughs> or you've got a job managing buy-on service center. I, I don't know which one is the better job. Uh, yeah, okay, I, yeah I think I know. Yeah, I, I wish you the best of luck. Well, thanks. You gave us 15 years of, of great uh, entertainment, and I'm sure you'll land someplace really good. So thank you, Mitch. Well, well, Mike, I, I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Yeah, not uh, not either of those choices actually, but uh, um, but thanks for the call. Let's go to uh, number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. If I would have known that this was your last week coming up, do you think I would have drove way downtown and spent all that money on you for chickens? <laughs> no, and I sure am glad you did. That was a that was a super nice uh, chicken bonus this I mean, week. Money from my wife's coin. Yeah, concert. I know. I'm not. I'm even at the church when I went to confession, and here I'm buying chickens for some bozo that's leaving lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not actually leaving lacrosse. I'm just leave, leaving here. So this is. Oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what you want to do. Kay. Get yourself a good government job with a pension. Ah, yeah. Because the Those way are good. the stock market's going now, it's bad. Yeah, that's it. It goes up and down. I'm not that concerned Mostly about that. Mostly down lately. Lately, yeah. Mostly down. But now I'm going to bring you one more present before you leave. Oh, wow. All right. That sounds I wonderful. I was down shopping with my wife the other day. Okay. And I bought a great big bag of uh, suckers. Okay. And they say dum-dums on them. Ah. Have heard of them? Yes, I have. That sounds perfect. Okay. So one's, one part of the bag is for you and the other part is for other dumb guy. What's his name again? Uh, that'd be Rick. Yeah, Rick. Rick, Rick, yeah, Rick the dumb my guy. my buddy Rick. Yep, right. So you split them, okay? <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Adios, amigo. All right, talk to you. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. If you'd like to bring me a bag of dum-dums or have uh, any other input, uh, we also have uh, an incredible story coming out of our court system um, this week as well, and I'll tell you about that when we come back. 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. The fourth to last show for me. Not for the program, just for me. 
608-785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. And I think Eric has a joke for us, Eric? Oh, it's just a question. Okay. Are you leaving, are you leaving town after you're done? I'll, no, I'll still be in town. I'll st- I still live. Oh. I'm not leaving the city of La Crosse. I'm just leaving here. Oh, dang it. I thought maybe you could go from the campaign and put that big blue baby in the back of your uh, trailer. And yeah, take, take it with me. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry, I wishful thing. Thanks. Yep, no, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, I know a lot of people probably wish that I'd just go away. That's That's totally fine. Um, not, though, not doing that. So we had an interesting develop in, development in our, in our uh, criminal justice system this week, and it started with a shooting on early Sunday morning. I think it was early Sunday morning. Uh, that south side shooting that involved three different people, uh, including a guy named, um, wow, uh, the guy whose name escapes me right now, It's uh, which is kind of dumb. Uh, hmm. Oh, hold on. I gotta make sure I have it right. Nope. Nope. There. No. There we go. All right. I just want to make sure I get this. I get the name right. It's uh Jesse Turnmeyer. There we go. So, 29-year-old Jesse Turnmeyer is part of that uh, part of that whole shooting that happened on the south side of Lacrosse over the weekend. Um. So he was in jail, and he's uh he on. This week, uh, Judge Gonzalez, Judge Ramona Gonzalez, lowered his uh, bond from $10,000 cash to $2,500 because he argued that he couldn't afford the $2,500 cash. So yesterday, he bonded out at uh, 6.30 in the evening, $2,500 cash. And then four hours later, they busted, same dude, Jesse Turnmeyer, 29-year-old guy, they busted him in a parking lot in the middle of a drug deal. So... um, Bond, got his bond lowered to something where he could afford, got out, and was back on the street dealing drugs within hours. And they picked him up and hauled him back in. Um, he he was not facing insignificant charges, by the way. Felon in possession of a firearm and a bunch of other charges in relation to that shooting uh, on December 16th. So despite that, the judge lowered the guy's bond from ten thousand dollars to twenty five hundred dollars, and then he got out, got and uh, was involved in the drug deal, and they hauled him back in again. They found him with uh, cash, some meth, uh, a pellet gun that looked like a real gun. They found some ammunition for a gun inside of his hotel room, along with some more drugs, and uh, busted another guy as well. By by the way, the guy that he was in the middle of the drug deal with, uh, uh what's the guy's name? It's um. Something hard. Matthew Smichek. Matthew Smichek. You know, film with a long record. That guy, the, they busted, um, was the guy who bailed Turnmeyer out. So the dude who they busted in the drug deal with Turnmeyer, four hours after he bonded out, is the same guy who, who paid his bail. And as you might well, imagine the police uh, brass kind of got a little frustrated about that whole thing. Especially, you know, you attach Judge Ramona Gonzalez's name to anything, and they're going to get ticked off at, about it. But uh, this is another, this is a particularly bad example of 
just basically here convicted felon who's now where you who's in jail now for shooting into a house go back to the street and do what you were doing before really really bad form anyway 608-785-7914 is the better hearing center talk and text line if you'd like to join us here on the air let's go to jess jess thanks for waiting go ahead you're on hey thanks for taking my call hey and everyone i think can agree that ramon gonzalez kind of in the wrong here that uh that guy's a danger that guy doesn't need to be on the street but I guess kind of where I'm finding a little bit of issue here is, you know, the PD is putting Facebook posts, kind of editorializing the story, and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, basically attacking Ramona Gonzalez. Now, I have no problem with the police department being upset at her. She, she's deserving. But the fact that they're kind of using their public forum, which I'm sure they use as a PR thing, to basically attack her, I guess, I don't know, I kind of got a problem with them spending their time, you know, editorializing stories to attack other government officials. Um, it's kind of like they're eating each other at that point. I mean, I have no problem. The, the police department should be angry at this, but spend your own, you know, do that on your own time. Don't do that over, you know, airing your dirty laundry over Facebook. I mean, that's kind of childish, you know. Um, I, I guess I expect more from my government officials. It, it's something that is completely new and unfamiliar. We really only see it in the last couple of years. Uh, they that never happened before. I'm I've I've been surprised by that as well. Yes. What what is it saying about our police department that or right, you do something we disagree with? We're just going to spin a story, and well, it's not even you have to necessarily spin it, but we're going to put our thought on on the story, mm-hmm. and then we're going to you know attack a judge. Mm-hmm. I, I find that just incredibly childish. If you have a problem, I mean, how sure can go right to her and tell her, listen, I don't like this, and not air it over social media for gosh sakes okay it's completely childish would it be would it be better would it be more acceptable if uh as the you know the the police chief issued a statement that was you know the the, the yeah, classic exercise some professionalism okay <laughs> i don't think that's that hard to hard to do right. and, and who's writing these these posts are they going across Towser's desk it just you know it asks a bunch of questions exactly what's going on there and then you have you know them throwing bananas at black cops in the past and I mean, what is going on in our police department that this is okay? I mean, do your job. Get the criminals. Great. Outstanding job. I understand that sucks that, you know, he gets turned around, turned around right out the door and picked up again. That's terrible. That really sucks. But I think there's a better way to go about it than, like I said, hearing dirty laundry on Facebook. Okay. Well, look, I, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I, I know that it's, uh, it's controversial. Certainly, what uh, we've seen in the last couple of years with this very, this type of tactic with, uh, attacks on on judges and uh, we've talked about that in the past and and questioned whether that's an appropriate uh, utilization of social media we'll get back to that uh we'll need to get to the newsroom but we've got a couple callers hanging on and we'll we'll get to them and and more of your calls at 608-785-7914 more to come stick around all right, LaCrosse Talk PM on WYCM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Look, this, uh, you, uh, I'm sorry, join us here on the Better Hearing Center Talk and text line at 608-785-7914. I'm, I'm, I'm frazzled because it's my fourth to last show. <laughs> 608-785-7914. Let's go to Bob. Bob, thanks, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Thanks for holding on. Hi. Hey. I hope, I hope the next guy that, or person that takes your place does half a good job as you do. Well, thanks, Bob. Don't always agree with you. Don't always agree with you, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, that gentleman you had on before the news. Yeah. I don't know if he's from Lacrosse, but if he's if he is, he should listen to the news more often. These judges are just. I, I got to plead. 
for some some lawyer or somebody out there that runs against her. So hopefully we can get her out of off, out of out of the chair because she does this way too often. It seems like. Okay, Ramona Gonzalez, you mean? Yeah. 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 I, and I and I think that he, you know, when that caller acknowledged that he agreed uh, with the criticism, he just did not appreciate the police using their public. Um, you know their their public forum to to do that on social media. I think that that was his that was his complaint. That that's the best way for them to get it out there, and I I I, I think that's fine for him to do, do it. You? Okay, all right. I, and I know that we've had this conversation before, Bob. And I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. We've had this conversation before about this very thing, about the appropriateness or lack thereof of the police calling out judges on social media, um, and I. Nearly, it's a it's a it's a tough call because they have a different place in our society than than you and I do. Police do. Police have a position of authority that you and I do not enjoy, and utilizing that uh, and. Um, and using using their social media platform to criticize judges makes it, I think, a little bit uncomfortable for some. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. But a guy like Bob appreciates the honesty and appreciates the point of view. So I think it, it just depends on how you would like to to look at that. You know, we we're we're used as sheriffs speaking their mind about policy issues because sheriffs are elected officials right they're party members at least in wisconsin they run as partisan um office holders uh we expect there to have for them to have opinion and and guys like david clark the former sheriff of milwaukee he takes it to an extreme but, but there's been all kinds of of sheriffs who have done similar things and i think what has what is for I think what has become alarming for some when you have you know city police officers who by the way unless they do something extraordinary criminal or something like that can't be fired um it it, it I think it I think it rubs some people the wrong way. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine four. Let's go to John. John, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, your own. I would like to ask Bob one simple question: sure. How should the police department respond on these, rather than making them knowledgeable to the public? Mm-hmm. How should he? Should he call a angry liberal curmudgeon like Scott Robert Shaw <laughs> and give him the information because mm-hmm. he sure as heck wouldn't say anything bad. Mm-hmm. It's not anti-Trump. Well, this is, and this is, I think, what, and it wasn't, um, uh, it wasn't actually, it was Jess, the caller before that, that talked about that. But, but what his point was, was not the information. He didn't have a problem with the information. His issue was with the editorializing from the police department. Uh, and the, when the we criticism. have a lack of a concerned media, we need to get the word out. Why do you think, you why do you think there's a lack and of a concerned media? that's the point he's at. Why, why do you think there's a lack of a concerned media? Because the point of media, or the media nowadays, you guys included, have an opinion. And if it doesn't fit your opinion, and especially your, uh, you know, 
liberal curmudgeon speaker, uh, Scott Robert Shaw, if it doesn't fit his criteria, it isn't going to get said. Well, I, I, that's not that's not the case. Why I mean, do you, you, why you do you think it's the case? You guys get to decide what we hear and what we well, don't that's, hear. Well, that's always been the case, though, hasn't it? With mainstream media, hence the, the uh, rise of Fox and different things like that. Not that they're the be-all and end-all. They're not. Okay. okay. Um, but there's been a number okay. of different right. media right. outlets sure. that have sprung up because of that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. 608-785-7914, We'll go to Jerry. Jerry, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hey, how you doing, Mitch? All right. I, I, I don't know what planet uh, Jess was, has been living on, but I, I think that the, the, um, the, the people and the, um, uh, oh, the, um, what do you call that, the Twitter and things like that, they use that continuously to demonize any politician that they can get their hands on. And they think that's all right. And as far as, uh, you know, you can have differing opinions. I think that Scott Robert Shaw, his, his idea and, and your ideas are. Oh, 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 Jerry, 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 are you, Jerry, Jerry, are you, are you yes, drawing, sure. are you drawing an, are you drawing an equivalency between Scott Robert Shaw and the assistant chief of police? I mean that's a bit no, of a stretch, isn't it? Infer, I did not infer that at all, Mitch. Well, I, I mean, uh, what, I'm t- what I what I I heard you I saying. Not, okay, what I heard you saying was that this that that uh, it's okay for people to express their opinions. Scott Robert Shaw does it, so that's okay for the same thing for the assistant no, no, chief no, of police. No, no, you're no, you're you're interpreting wrong there. Okay, the well, set me straight. People have been using uh, Facebook and things like that to demonize politicians and everybody else. Okay, and, and that's all right. With, with uh, with Jess, but apparently this isn't uh, when, okay. when a policeman wants to do it or the police want to do it. So uh-huh. uh, th- that's part of their party line. I mean, that's what they do. They've, they've kept this woman, the progressive party has kept this woman in, in power for years because they continue to support her. If they don't support her, don't vote for her. It's that simple. Well, nobody runs against her, though. Like, you can't, you can't yeah, support her if you can't, you can't support somebody else and nobody runs against her. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's a continuing problem. She is a very likable person. You meet her, and she is a very likable person. Sure, of course I she is. I not want to be a judge. I, I, that, I know that's a hard job. Yeah. But, you know, some of this stuff, like this latest case, it's just kind of like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. No, this is a little that, bit, you know. this is a glaring example of a situation where someone poses yeah. a, a threat yeah. to the community and should, and in the interest of the community is for that person to be held. I, I think that I would agree, and that's exactly what the assistant uh, chief said, and I completely agree with that. I don't think that there's anything that points me in a different direction. That's, every Everything yeah. points to this guy being involved in a potentially fatal shooting on the south side. Three days later, he's back on the street. Yep. Makes no sense. He does not belong in our community. He does not belong in our community. Well, certainly. shipped out of here. Well, certainly not before being adjudicated for for causing you know potential mayhem on the uh, in in the city. I think it just it's it and and to and to be let out a twenty five hundred dollar cash fine where clearly that's not enough for him to uh, take seriously. And that's the other thing the officers are mad about is this charging system that they have. Yep. This guy feels free to go out in the streets, our streets of our city and start slinging bullets around. He should be charged with attempted murder. And that would carry a, a, probably a bond of around a million dollars. That you can't hold uh, you know, low enough for him to meet it. Yeah. But no, they can't do that because, you know, they, they, they limit their power of doing that. Yeah. So it is frustrating. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's frustrating. We can't get her out of office. <laughs> well, you, so you got to have somebody to run against her, Jerry. You, you know, you know that we have to. There, there has to be somebody. At this point, I, I feel. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's on the ballot this spring, but there are three other judges who are, and none of them have opponents, as far as I know. So. Uh, no, I, I, and they're all just as liberal. Well, uh, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. I mean, no, you look at all these. They are. Okay. You can, you can dispute it, but I think they are. And, you know, we <laughs> all right. That, I will disagree with you on that one. But, I, look, man, appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much, Jerry. 608-785-7914. We can, and we, I was talking about this in the break. And, again, uh, if you'd like to join us, uh, the Crosstalk PM and Wisdom, uh, you can look at specific cases where you find examples of how that looked like a clear miss from the judge on setting bond and in ensuring that the, the community's interests are in mind while they're doing that, as well as in, in, uh, ensuring that this is an amount that will, uh, you know, that will that is not that is not onerous, but will keep the accused coming back to court or you know whatever the other reason for a bond is. But overall. I would not suggest that Ramona Gonzalez and, for example, Scott Horn are on the um, same side of the political philosophy divide. Probably not, is what I'm going to say. 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Again, also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. We have a number of people uh, commenting on this. Uh, let's see, elsewhere. Let's see, on Facebook now, we got a couple comments, too. Um, <laughs> Notice the same judge who lets druggies and criminals lose. Here's an idea. How about be a judge and do the job you're giving and given instead of being a friend to the meth heads and criminals? <laughs> uh, yeah. I would say if, if we talk to a judge, and this is the and I, and I want to make it very clear that we have in the past asked for comments from judges in relation to criticism from police. And what they will tell us and what they've told us is they cannot comment on specific cases and won't really, we won't have these conversations. So it is left to us to guess at their motivations, but my guess and Ramona Gonzalez has had a target on her for a long, long time. I mean, she has been to the point where she's been fictionalized in a book as the liberal judge who lets people walk. So this is, this is nothing new here. But like I told Jerry, it's one thing to to constantly be frustrated and therefore complain about a judge and how she acts and the the bond conditions and everything else that goes on in the courtroom of Judge Ramona Gonzalez. But at the end of the day, somebody's got to run against her or she's just got to retire. 
because there's no, you know, she's either got to quit or get beat. And that's about it. So if nobody runs against her, then then she's just the person that keeps coming back. So find that someone to run against her. 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air once again, 785-7914. Interesting that whole concept, though, right, about whether it's okay for the assistant police chief to be critical of, to in an editorial kind of way, be critical of judges. So the statement from, not on Twitter, by the way, uh, but the statement officially released from the police department, when talking about Jesse Turnmeyer, it says, it only took Jesse Turnmeyer four hours after bonding out of jail to be back in his cell. He's got a criminal record dating back to 2006, uh, held on charges. Okay. Uh, it was originally held on a $10,000 cash bond on charges of felon in possession of a firearm and a host of other charges. He was able to afford his lowered bond, which allowed him to walk out of jail and straight back to his continued pattern of victimizing our community. So the problem that Jess has or had is not that police are releasing information about an individual who bonded out of of, uh, jail and was arrested four hours later. It's that there's these editorial comments by police that are directly critical of a sitting judge. So there's that. Also, the uh, statement attributed to Assistant Chief Rob Abraham, we understand the bond system and that its main objective is securing future court appearances. However, judges are also allowed to consider protection of the community and its safety along with the criminal history of of the defendants. Firing bullets into a house is a serious community safety issue. In this incident, I don't believe that community safety was considered by lowering the bond. I don't understand why our judges keep letting felons with guns consistently back out onto the streets. It is not the strongest language that Rob Abraham has used, but it does send a clear and critical message. And that was what Jess was referring to in relation to having the police department criticize a duly elected sitting judge. 608-785-7914. We've asked this question in the past. I mean, is there a difference, really? If I do this, you do this, or the police chief does this, or the assistant chief in this particular case? Does it, is it significantly different if they are doing this in their official capacity or you're doing it on Facebook? You tell me. 608-785-7914. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Dan Marcoux, let's go there. Thanks for calling in. How are you doing? Yeah, sir, how are you doing? So you just made a reference to Judge Gonzalez being fictionalized in a book. That wouldn't have been my books you're referring to. Um, Maybe. Maybe. I can tell you honestly, I've had people tell me that before. A lot of people, Dan, a lot of people have told you that. Right, yeah, but they haven't read all three books. Okay, all right. There is there is no comparison to her, if you read the entire trilogy. Okay, there is. There, she, it isn't hard, and I think I was telling you before this. It isn't hard to make 
uh, I mean, make a judge a liberal. There are liberal judges all over the place. And are you saying are you are you saying are you saying she wasn't inspired? That your character wasn't in some way inspired by Ramona Gonzalez? No, not at all. Because I've, I mean, I'm a cop. I see a lot of liberal decisions, and I, right. I've been a cop for a long time. The thing is, if you follow the trilogy, yep. this judge marries a cop. Yep. I know. This judge ends up being. So I just want to tell you that now, as far as since I'm here, and, and Judge Ramona Gonzalez has really got a great real. I great respect for anybody who rises to the level of judge, and she has followed her principles, and she has been consistent since day one she became an attorney here, and she has been a longtime advocate of the downtrodden and the criminal, and she has a point of view, and her point of view uh, is not, uh, it's, it's very much pro- the person going to jail. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I was going to jail for something, I would want to be in her court because of her record. I mm -hmm. wouldn't want to see her. I wouldn't want to stand before Judge Mulroy, if you remember Judge Mulroy. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I would have preferred. I would prefer to stand before Judge Gonzalez, and that was happening. That's been happening for years. Mm -hmm. You know, the the shopping of a judge. Yep. And um, and I don't think she's upset with that. I don't think that this discussion that's going on upsets Judge Gonzalez at all because she has stuck by her principles and advocated the downtrodden. The problem is um, you have that going on right now and a governor, a governor who says he wants to let half the people out of the prisons. Now, you couple that, that those two philosophies, you know, we've got a judge in town that is an advocate of criminals, and and not not the other way around. You got a governor who wants to run. Kurt Blanche says half the people need to be taken out of prisons, and that's not realistic, and that's not good for our communities across the state of Wisconsin. I think there has to be a case by case uh, 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 accounting mm -hmm. for these decisions that are being made, and right now. You know, I, I, I stand firmly behind uh, Rob Abrahams. I, I, I really appreciate that he is, he is saying, listen, I'm here to protect the community, and this is not protecting the community. I don't have to be a cop to say this is not protecting the community. And, um, but I want to let you say, uh, Judge Gonzalez did not inspire my character. Okay, <laughs> I have I love that character I created in the book. That all right. Judge, yeah. If you read all three books, yeah. all right. Okay. I'm not saying I don't, you know, love Judge Gonzalez. I don't know her that well. And sure. Actually, sure. I, her husband I have a great deal of respect for, and he already loves her. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so I just I just have a great um I, uh, great feelings for the character I created in that book. Okay, and it's not just if. I, she actually I, ends up a not a liberal judge. Okay. She ends up a conservative right. judge by the time we get to the end. So thanks a lot, Mitch. All right. <laughs> thanks, Dan. Thanks for calling in. Dan Marcou, one of my favorites. Uh, oh, boy. Let's see. All right. I wanted to get to Steve. We can't do that. Let's get uh, – let, we'll, look, let's go to uh, national news. Let's come back. A more of your phone call, 608-785-7914, 785 uh, 
Lacrosse Talk PM Wisdom. More to come. Stick around. Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. You can join me here on the air. Use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Just call in or text in. Either way, you get in on the program, 608-785-7914. Also on Facebook, Facebook Live for you visually inclined types. Um, Twitter, send me emails, com. But, again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. For those of you who weren't around last hour, Uh, just uh, to repeat, the, uh, this is not the big news of the day by any means, but uh let you know that this is my fourth to last program, uh, fourth to last time that I'll be hosting this program, to be more accurate. Uh, I am leaving this, this show and uh, WYZM and Midwest Family Broadcasting. In fact, I'm leaving broadcasting altogether. So I will be, uh, I'll be leaving after... Uh, the 31st, uh, New Year's Eve, will be our last program. Yep, I'm actually having a program on New Year's Eve. It'll be a bit of a party, I think. Uh, I'm hoping, actually, it'll be a bit of a party. But uh, I wanted to uh, repeat that this has been just a joy to uh, do this job over the years. It's been right up close to 15 years now that we've uh, we've done this uh, program, or I've, I've been the primary host of this program, and it has been uh, absolutely a delight. So uh, thank all of you for inviting me into your cars or your homes or your workplaces or wherever it is that you're listening to this right now, and uh, I really have appreciated it. We have we do have three more programs. Like I said, there is tomorrow and the 26th and then on the 31st. So and we'll finish out the year hopefully with a bang of some sort, popping champagne bottles, something like that, but, and then I'll be moving on. I uh, I don't know exactly what the show looks like after I leave, but uh, these people here at Midwest Family Broadcasting are consummate pros, and they will make it spectacular, whatever it is, uh, and probably far more so than uh, in the years that I've been here. 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. We were talking about this uh, issue with... Um, in this one particular situation, we have a uh, a fellow who was uh, arrested after this last weekend's shooting on the south side of La Crosse, uh, facing charges for that shooting, and then let out on a relatively low cash bond, and then four hours later picked up in the middle of a meth deal <laughs> with the guy who paid his bail. So the uh, police released a statement or a, it was a part of their blog and it uh criticizes the the judge in this case judge ramona gonzalez whose name has we've freely associated with leniency towards criminals over the years as long as i've been here and um i that doesn't always sit well with everyone but I bet it sits well with a lot of people. So uh, that, we'll talk about that. Now, we also have, as I, I wanna, uh, as I mentioned before, we do know now the owner, the new owner of the former Kmart property will be the VSC Corporation. Um, that is the same organization that owns the Village Shopping Center on La Crosse. So it's a local, a local owner. They're going to be working with a developer to develop that site into something. And I don't know what that something's going to look like, but... Uh, we haven't. We don't have a word on that. We don't have a purchase price either. But uh, 
Yeah, the VSC Corporation is going to buy that property. So that is your the, the big story for the day. 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here. I mean, other than James Mattis quitting, that's kind of the big story of the day. Other than that, Jim Mattis leaving is also a big story. But who's buying the old Kmart's right up there? The Crosstalk PM and WYZM by Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Thanks for uh, riding along here this afternoon and this evening on the fourth to last show that I will be hosting. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we've got three more to go, though, plus today, so plenty of things. Uh, we also were addressing the issue involving uh, this uh, fellow, Jesse Turnmeyer, 29-year-old guy who uh, was... Uh, is a prime example of what police have to deal with on a regular and daily basis, the uh, revolving door of the criminal justice system. And um, he was a guy that um, was involved in that Southside shooting and was, I think, I don't know, I don't know the details of the case, but if I'm looking at this just from an outsider's perspective, like most of us are, I see people who have a, there is a reasonable, concern for the safety of the community based on what we know about these individuals and involved in the shooting, I'm thinking that, you know, we need to be concerned about these, uh, especially this guy running around, felons, got guns, and um, that needs to be taken into consideration when setting a bond level. So anyway, so Jesse Turnmeyer, you know, just a, a guy who, who's been around, let's put it that way, uh, winds up in jail after the shooting episode and then has a $10,000 cash bond, convinces Judge Ramona Gonzalez that he can't afford it, and uh, she lowers it to $2,500 because she's, that's who she is. And uh, his, I don't know, who his associate <laughs> pays the bond, and then they wind up, Police wind up busting him in a drug deal in a hotel parking lot. It is it is truly remarkable. It is just a remarkable example of how how bad the judgment of a judge can be. But when when his meth head buddy shows up to to bail him out, you got to be thinking what is going on here. So uh, the La Crosse Police Department uh, there was a, a something on their on their blog today which um you know was was critical of the judges in this particular case judge Ramona Gonzalez um either stated criticism or inferred criticism uh in the past people have taken exception to that a lot of people appreciate it most people probably appreciate it because i mean to be fair nearly zero people are on the side of the meth dealers Right? Raise your hand. How many people are on the side of the meth dealers? Not, mar- not many of you. Um, so we had to, we had somebody call today who was high, very critical of of the post of the La Crosse Police Department. And I, you know, and again, I think it's a it's a matter of preference. I think we and we've had this conversation before. And I think it's it is how what what do you feel is appropriate? for the police department and how they address their differences with how the the judges proceed. 
608-785-7914. Let's go to Steve first. Steve, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, how are you doing, man? I, I, hang on, I'm just stirring my pasta. All right, okay, um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, first off, I, I, I was stunned with hearing that you're leaving the show. Oh. Um, you're going to be sorely missed. I, uh, you, you know how I, I feel that you and Rick do a fantastic job and Thank have you. for years. Thank you. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm sure that the next host will be, it won't be as good as you, but it'll still be a good show. Um, I know that whatever you go on to now, uh, you're, you're going to succeed greatly and probably make a lot more money. Um, <laughs> the only other thing I want to state about the, the whole meth head Ramona Gonzalez thing and that person calling in saying that they didn't like what Abraham said, what's the motto of your show? If you don't want to hear about it, don't let it happen. Maybe Ramona Gonzalez needs to, to take that to heart. Yeah. And, and, and truthfully, I, there have been we've I mean we've provided a forum for people to complain about Ramona Gonzalez for as long as we've had this on the air, you know. And, and I don't think as a and you may have heard Dan Marcou who called in at the end of last hour said she is she's had a core philosophy and stuck to that philosophy all these years. I don't think she's going to change. Well, she's not going to. She's not going to change. And, and no. It's not like you or I can run for to, to run against her because we don't have a law degree. Correct. You know, yeah. so it's got to be one of the attorneys that's got a family in town here that's willing to take whatever. I, I'm assuming that would be a reduction in pay and and take that position. I yeah, you I know? guess I don't know what the, I wouldn't know whether what the pay is or what it's not. I, I'm not entirely sure what what that what that looks like, but yeah, I mean, it's you have to yes, there has to be a law degree involved. So yes, <laughs> yeah. make the assumption just because. This isn't the first time that these judges are going unopposed. Mm -hmm. It's probably not a real money maker. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, they do okay, uh, but typically, there's oftentimes a reason why the the judges are are people who've come from either the public defender's office or the DA's office. So right. they are, you right. know, they're they're in that salary capped kind of world, and they're basically moving up to the next level. So you know, yeah. the uh, they're not the uh, they're not the Keith Belzers of the world who are, are getting by just fine all by themselves. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, guess, I think that if, if the police who are on the, the, you know, on the ground dealing with this problem and mm -hmm. dealing with the results of when they arrest people and put them before a judge, if they are critical of the judge, and I think they have every right to say it, just like I think they have every right if they are happy with what's going on with the with the courts, yeah, um, and they and they do that too. To be fair, that happens. Uh, there have been yeah. a lot of times when, in the last couple of years, especially, you know, since we've seen more of the social media criticism, we've also seen these uh, times, and I think the the last one in particular comes to mind when uh, when Judge Todd, Todd Bierke, uh put Eric Elmore, the notorious A R I C, Eric Elmore, on a fifty thousand dollar cash bond. And they were quick to uh, police, and I, I don't remember if it was the assistant chief or the chief, were, were quick to acknowledge that and to applaud that $50,000 cash bond. I mean, they were very, you know, and, and, and yeah, like I said, very quick to do that. So uh, it's not it's not unheard of by any means. Yeah. So, you know, you guys, you know as far as the, the judge, she's got to take the good for the bad. Mm -hmm. You know, but I don't think she's going to change. 
But no. I'll let you go. Thank well, you much, sir, and I'm going to enjoy your last three shows, four well, shows. Steve, thanks so much. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914, number, th- number 13 is on. Thanks for our number three, sorry. Three. Okay. Wow. We're one of you. Always... Yeah. Anyway, Mitch, about eight, ten years ago, I asked you what happened to those revolving doors down at the door flanger store, and you didn't know what I was talking about. And I told you they took those revolving doors and put them down at the courthouse, you know, where they keep the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's where the doors are, right? Where you go make, you go in one to come out like the guy did the other day. Just stop for a minute. Anyway, how come we never hear anything from Mayor Cabot on this? We do. He's, he, has, he has addressed this in the past. I haven't ever heard him say anything. Really? Well, he's 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 talked about it on this program uh, yeah, because well, I've, I've asked him. I asked him specifically. We're hiring Abraham to protect and serve. And yes. This is right on his car. Yeah. And he's doing his job. Yeah. No, we have we have talked to the mayor about this uh, in relation. And I think this you know, the very last time that um, that this conversation came up afterwards, I think we had talked with Mayor Tim Cabot about it on the air, and he was very supportive uh, of his police department. And uh, was also frustrated because neighborhood safety is one of his top concerns, and I think right. that he has expressed frustration with the judges as well in relation to that what he feels that, is that a lack of funding. If he wanted to protect down there by Polk Park, that's only a few blocks away from where the last shooting went on. Uh, the last shooting you mean on Sunday? Well, well yeah, down there in South Avenue, yeah. West Avenue. Yeah, it's only about six blocks from Polk Park. Well, what what, what happened in Polk Park? No, I said they got that Polk Park down there all fixed up. He wanted to make that into a user-friendly park. Okay. And a few blocks away, we got a shooting on a Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So I think he better get behind our police department a little bit more, too. He's supposed to be hired to protect and serve, too. So get behind the guys that you hired, your police department. Yeah, and again, just to be clear, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Just to be clear, that I think that was the message that we got from the mayor the very last time we talked about this. Is that he is in fact he supports the police and he's very concerned about um, about the you know what what is frequently seen to be a revolving door. I mean, can you imagine the frustration, right? And we talked about this repeatedly, but this your you understand if you're a police officer and you're there to enforce the laws, you're not you're not making stuff up, and you're seeing the same things happen over and over again. Imagine the frustration. Imagine. You know, first of all, for those of you who have been uh, crime victims, and if you've gone through the process and you have watched the perpetrator, for those of you who experience this, you know how disheartening this, disheartening this is. You've watched the perpetrator in front of the judge maybe... I don't know, beg forgiveness or whatever the situation is. And that uh, perpetrator of whatever crime it is, sometimes incredibly severe, sometimes maybe not so much, and then walk out with a don't do, ever do this again. Imagine how that feels and that happens to you or you're watching that happen over and over and over and again. Every, every day you're out on the street. That's what police put up with. So they're not the victims. 
But any good cop has empathy, right? And so you're just feeling that and feeling that from the victims over and over and over again. Imagine how frustrating that must feel. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914. The Cross Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More of your calls and comments coming up after this word about Bion Service Center on Jackson Street in La Crosse. As I've uh, mentioned for all these years that I've been working uh, with Bion's, uh, that, uh, you know, I've called them my mechanic for life and talked about how I don't take my cars anywhere else for repair, service, and maintenance. Um, you know, I, the truth is, even when I'm gone from here, that's not going to change <laughs> because they're still my guys. And uh, and no matter what, I'm always going to have car needs, and they're always going to be my guys I go to because the service is just that good. The reliability is just that good. Their willingness to go the extra mile just to make sure that you're happy when you leave is just that good. Friendly atmosphere, that family atmosphere. It's what keeps me going back over and over and over again and will uh, even after I'm, uh, you know, done with this show in the next two weeks, that's still going to be my place to go. So I tell people all the time, the only place to take my cars for repair, service, and maintenance, buy on service center. Just go there. Tell them Mitch Reynolds sent you. The Crosstalk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us, 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Callers waiting. I don't know who they are. Let's go to Mary. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you yeah, I've uh, been listening off and on to your show, and I totally agree with what the officer, the statement that he made. Um, Gonzalez may be a nice person in person, but she has a long history of poor decision-making, giving sentences from her bench. And I think that now it's reached the time where it's reckless decision-making that could be harmful to the lacrosse citizens. And I I would like to know if other people feel that it would be a good thing to start a citywide petition to have her step down from the bench. Well, there's a recall process that you go through. So it's it's the normal, she's an elected official, and so you just you would have the same recall process as, as any other elected official. I'm not sure what that would entail or off the top of my head, but there is a process for that, yes. I mean, I, it's I not a petition. I can see where so. someone could have sympathy for someone if they had good behavior. Mm-hmm. And if there was a reason for it, you know, if you'd seen signs where someone had started turning themselves around and making better choices with their life. Yeah. But look what this fool did. You know, as soon as he got out, it's absolutely, (laughs) absolutely nothing upstairs for himself or anybody else. Well, I, I don't know that. I do know that he went out. Of, of jail and then was committing another crime within an hours and within hours um, we 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 do know that he is a suspect in a shooting on the south side that could have you know could have and just like any other shooting could have ended tragically we do know a lot about him we also know this is not an isolated case that this has happened over and over and over again those are the things we do know that these individuals like him and others like him have uh, left jail and been arrested within hours of getting out and have had violent uh, criminal backgrounds and are often engaged in violence uh, after they get out uh, on bond or whatever the situation is. Yes, Brent. Is it possible the police and the judges are all in this together and we're just 
their pawns, the, the pawns in their little game, and we're just being played here. <laughs> Like, like the judges like, oh, go down there they around. want 10000 I'm going to lower it to 2500 The police are like, okay, it's lowered to 2500 He's for sure getting out, and we'll just follow him. And four hours after he gets out of jail, we have two arrests. We have yeah. another arrest on yeah. top of the first one. So some judge-police collusion is what you're talking yeah, about here. I mean, is yeah. that illegal? That's probably illegal, too, right? I mean, it's probably not ethical. I don't know about illegal. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's probably it could be illegal. I go illegal on that. And then it'd be like, okay, to make it sound like we're not in collusion, you go on Twitter and just yeah. start lambasting how I let you know how yeah. I lowered the bond of twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> you get another arrest yeah. out of the deal. You got two. You got a two for right. two for one. So yesterday. later on, Ramon and Rob are having drinks and talking about this. Okay, yeah, they're, let's they're scheming another. And they're one. scheming. They're thinking about who their next one is. Where is, is there? There's a police bar, right? Is there a police bar? In I don't there? know. If there is. I don't know if there is. They probably go to some back room in a bar. Yeah. They get a bar napkin. They're right bottoms. In the middle. Is it? I bet it's bottoms up. No. Where's the police bar at? This has got to be one, right? Where all the cops hang out? Do cops hang out in bars? I would like, imagine, like, I see it on TV. They're in bars a lot. I feel like we don't have, I don't feel like we have we that many about, cops we wouldn't like that. Though, I think we, we have a couple. I mean, they're not, not that they're drinkers, but they're going to go to a bar, but they can't just go well, to a They go to Bluffside. Some go to Bluffside, I think. So the, so on top of this, none of the judges are have uh, are being run against, right? I don't know how you say that anymore because I forgot. Uh, they, have no, they have no. The opponents, opponents in the election coming up. Yeah. As far as I know, and I think it's Horn, Bjerke, and um, and Levine, I don't believe any of them have opponents in the upcoming election, no. So if they had an opponent, maybe they wouldn't do these schemes. But since there's no opponents, there's nothing that's going to come to any harm to any of the judges. They're all going to be reelected. <laughs> so they're like, hey, let's do whatever we got to uh, do. We'll look bad in, criminal, in the media. Criminal in the malfeasance uh, from the bench is what uh, Rick is suggesting is going on. This is going to go well. I can tell. This is going to go really, really well. Man, if it wasn't for uh, Scott Horn, Todd Bierke, and Elliot Levine scheming to get more guys behind bars, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. What's unfortunate is that um, when we talk about these things, some of these people have actually unbelievably thin skin. So <laughs> not these guys in particular, you know. Others six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Let's go to uh, oh wait. Says Jack, but it's, it says it's on one and he's on two. Okay. All right, let's go to Jack then. Jack, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, the bar you're looking for is the Vogue on George Street. Oh, is that where they go? That's where they hang out, huh. some of them. Yeah, all right. And I was just calling about a stupid story in this town. I drive for a local employer in town, let's say, and CDL, I haven't had a ticket in like 30 years, and I got a ticket for talking on the phone because I had a trailer hooked to a truck, which made it illegal. Okay. And I called that Kelly, the DA, and I go, well, you know, I haven't had a ticket in like 30 years. I know it was an honest mistake. I didn't realize that I was breaking the law. And that guy was really hard-pressed. He did not want to drop that ticket, you know, and I'm like, you know, I've got five or six personal vehicles. I said, you know what this will do to my insurance and stuff. And he said, oh, you know, I don't know if we can dismiss that or not. And then I watch the news every night. I watch these guys walk out of court basically free of everything. And it's it's discouraging to see. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah, it feels like there's but, a different a different rule book for uh, for well, some. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're out there working every day, having yep. had to take it in 30 years, and he was really super reluctant to dismiss.
dismiss that ticket. And he, he like, told me, he goes, don't let it happen again or I won't dismiss it. And I'm like, I haven't had a ticket in 30 years, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, like, I hear you. But no, and and I, he really didn't want to let it go, you know. Yeah, and it's a tremendous difference between, you know, what you're talking about. Uh, like you said, I, you know, you might something, you do something like that where you're like, oh, yeah, that was dumb. And that's, yeah, a, that's a significant difference. Between, yeah, I didn't between, realize I was doing anything wrong, and he, he really didn't want to let it go. And, I mean, these guys, they just let that guy go back to Milwaukee or something. On, he yeah. wasn't he a suspect in something. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to I think of that particular case, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, these guys in these signature bonds, it's ridiculous. I mean, you're a, you're a property owner. You know, if you don't have any credit, yep. what good is a signature bond to that guy? Because, I mean, by the time they catch him <laughs> and he's revoked his own bond. and It happens over and, and over again. It means nothing to him to sign a piece of paper and walk out. No Everybody question. Makes it sound yep. like such a big joy is out on bond. He signed a piece of paper. It didn't cost him anything, right. you know. It's, it's really stupid. But <laughs> if they don't have good credit or... Some you know skin in the game. They should be letting them out of jail. You know. All right. Well, I think that you know that having something that ensures that they return uh, for court hearings is essential. I, I don't know that a signature bond does that, as you're suggesting. And um, you know, I, I expect to pay for the mistakes that I make. Um, but it seems like I am just like the caller, Jack. We get considerably less leeway. <laughs> Of course, I've never been in a criminal court, so I don't know. Uh, maybe I would be given all kinds of leeway. Somehow I doubt that. Uh, now, Dan, who is on two, is actually on one then? Okay. All right. We're, we're getting there, Rick. We're getting there. See, we'll go to Dan next. Dan, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hey, Merry Christmas, Mitch. You too. Thanks. I just think it's kind of uh, ironic that, you know, everybody screams about guns. Screams, you can't have guns here, you can't have guns there. And then somebody commits a gun crime, and they're walking out on the, out on the street. And uh, it's just, it's just, something's wrong with that picture. Hmm. Um, what, uh, what was the bond on the second offense? Uh, that was, I'm not sure if we have that yet. I don't know if we have that yet. They'd be curious, did they, did they, did they bump it up 50 bucks? Or <laughs> that would be funny, wouldn't it? I, I would imagine it's a little bit higher, but I, I don't. I don't really know. Uh, I'd be curious. Under the that. under the conditions, I think they probably you know we're, we probably head back to that ten thousand dollar level. I would imagine, and then and then see what happens. I mean, it's it's kind of. A, I would have to believe, despite her reputation as a big softy, I would have to believe that Ramona Gonzalez takes it personally when somebody walks out. And is back on the street committing crimes based on uh, the, the the lower amount of bond that she gave. I would imagine she takes that personally. I would think, but I, so I don't know. An extra seventy-five dollars. There we go, seventy-five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Have a good holiday. No, you too. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. I think there was a hearing today, but I don't know if I have that number in front of me. So, yeah. No, I don't. Hmm. All right. Well, hmm. uh, Tom thinks that we should try to get Jennifer Schilling as a guest for the last show. I, we had talked about that. Um, I frankly, I did not reach out uh, to her. So, I mean, we could, we could still do that, but I don't. 
You said at the end of every show you reached out to her. So this is the one time that you haven't on New Year's Eve? For New Year's Eve, yeah. Okay. We haven't, no. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's fine. I don't want her to ruin the show, though. Uh, Do we start hanging out now at the Vogue just to see, you know, what's going down? The police. Please beat. See what's going down in the back, you know. See if there's a back room there where the police go. Where's the Vogue? Oh, way up there on the north side. North side. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't think there's a back room in there. You really think police hang out there? I've been to the Vogue. I don't yeah. see any police there, but I wouldn't recognize many, many yeah. of them anyway. I, I don't think... How many... So there's, what, 100 cops in La Crosse? How many, how many police officers are actually hanging out at the Vogue? So if there's tw- if there's six, does that mean it's a cop hangout? And then do they hang out together? Like they're usually partnered up, right? Together, so they don't want to go to the bar later. Hey, you want to go to the bar? No, I just spent the last twelve hours with you. I'm they're not out. partnered up. What are you talking about? They're, they're, not, they're, the, they're not a car together. They're not. No. No. When do you ever see police in the car with another cop? I don't see police a lot. So. Oh, because you're you're hiding from them is what you're. Well. Yeah, no, they're not. Or I don't get pulled over. I only get parking tickets, which I get off. Yeah. Of. They don't hang out together. And two police in the car. At the no, same time? no, they don't. Not unless they're training. They're always they're alone. Like the the neighborhood resource officers, sometimes they they go to things together, but that's about it. Seems like we could be more efficient then if we had two at a, at a time, or that'd be less efficient. Yeah, I think it'd be less efficient. Although one could argue that if you had two at a time, then one guy could be reading the laptop while the other guy is driving, as opposed to the guy driving reading the laptop at the same time. You mean playing Fortnite on the laptop? Or playing Fortnite on the laptop. Whatever it is they're doing on the laptop, you would imagine that it would be way more uh, maybe effective, at least perhaps safe. What is, what is the laptop? They're not using the laptop anyway, like until they need to punch in. A, what do they got to do? Punch in a license plate? They're looking at records, man. They're checking out. They, they're play, Besides playing Fortnite, they're also, they're, uh, you I'm know. I'm sure they got it all talk to text. Like, uh, Siri, license plate number 473B64. <laughs> okay, officer. That name, and then, the, you know, Siri tells him. Who uh, Tom says the police, like I said, hang out the bluff side. I've seen a lot of cops there, so I agree with that. Um, this listener says a judge may use some discretion using sentencing guidelines and setting bail. I don't know what was in the guidelines. Maybe you do. No, I don't. Defendant is charged with a crime, not convicted, but tried in the court of public opinion, as is often the case. No question. So the original bond was $10,000, and the judge lowered it to $2,500. And that's where the criticism from uh, police came, came from, especially after they picked the guy up. Uh, after they picked the guy up committing another crime, involved in another uh, felony. So now he's got he's, uh, he's got concealed carry, a concealed weapon charge, um, drug dealing charges, some other charges he's looking at, all sorts of things that's, that are occurring there. I, I don't. It's. Um, I don't. I don't think that um, this is one of those situations where I, I don't think that police and, and judges necessarily ever get really get on the same page as long as the system involves a significant a tilt towards uh, these diversion type 
of programs like drug court or WI court, those types of things. I think it's difficult for police and judges when, with that, when that's your core philosophy, I think it's difficult for police and judges to get really on the same page because again, we go back to this, the same kind of the same concepts, the same ideas of uh, police running into the same people on the street over and over again. And this said overwhelming level of frustration that, they're doing their job, and they feel like the system isn't doing its job. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Time. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM. Three more shows to go for me. Last one is on New Year's Eve. Thanks for all of your input on the pressing issues of the day. Really appreciate Dan Marcoux calling in. Uh, apologies to Jennifer Schilling. Couldn't get the state senator in for an interview. Hopefully we'll be able to do that, you know, before the end. Thanks to my love to Anna for Rick Solom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.